0: Uh Welcome to the Monday, October 30th High Stakes Fantasy Advantage podcast with me, Greg Ambrosius, along with Derek Butcher. No Tommy today, Derek. I think he's taking a day off. He's resting after that heavy football schedule yesterday. What do you think? Or he's trick-or-treating. Maybe he's trick-or-treating yeah. today.
1: He is in Madison, I think, so maybe uh, maybe he's out with the college kids. Yeah, exactly. Get out, out a little early. and uh, I think he said, he, he said Friday ate something with his niece's daughter, so he's... I I can't remember exactly. Tell me no
0: more. Tell me no more. I don't want to know anymore. Have you ever been down to Madison for Halloween?
1: Uh, I have not been there for Halloween. I've been there plenty of times, but I've heard about the Halloweens there are are pretty epic, but I've never actually been there.
0: Yeah, it's a little crazy on State Street down in Madison. So maybe Tommy's partaking in that. But uh, we'll excuse him today. The two of us can handle it because we're going to talk about the money, money, money. And the money, money, money involves a quarterback by the name of Deshaun Watson. Man, what a game. You know, those early games yesterday were shit. I'm sorry. It was bad football, bad refereeing, touchdowns being taken away, injuries. I was bummed. And then there were only two afternoon games. But that one between Seattle and Houston was something else what a pleasure to watch i mean i could watch russell wilson and deshaun watson all day long those two look like mirror images of each other don't they
1: they do absolutely what a game and like you said that was that was by far the best game of the day it it saved the football day for me and then yeah. you pair that with the with that wild world series game last night and the, you know the the afternoon or late you know, late <laughs> evening was was just must-see tv but you're talking about these two these two quarterbacks i mean holy christ i i tweeted out in mid-third quarter that that uh, whoever had the ball last was going to win. And that's exactly what it came down to. These guys were gashing both defenses. I mean, it was just something to watch. Uh, Seattle Seattle couldn't even run the ball. I mean, they just stopped running the ball. They're just like, we're done. Forget it, Russell. You go this way. And, uh, you know, the the Texans were able to run a little bit better, but they weren't doing a ton there either. And it was just these two guys throwing haymakers back and forth. Oh, is that fun to watch.
0: They couldn't run the ball, but they kept doing play-action passes. They had two yards rushing, and yet every time he would play action, the linebackers would be stuck like, oh, he is going to run the ball. It was unbelievable. Eddie Lacy outrushed Thomas Rawls. He had zero yards rushing, and he outrushed Thomas Rawls. (laughs) okay, here's another one you said whoever has the ball last wins how did Seattle get the ball last after that interception with about two and a half minutes left in the game I because Bill O'Brien is a moron he's literally the he the
1: Texans need to either hire somebody or take somebody on their staff and give him a title like real-time uh, situation consultant or yeah. something because Bill O'Brien that's twice he's done this he did it in New England and then yep. he had yesterday. I mean, they get the ball back after the Wilson interception. You think, all they got it. Seattle's got the three timeouts, but they got to get two first downs. They get the first one right away. Seattle yep. doesn't use their timeouts, which was right at that point. I don't even know if Pete Carroll knew what he was doing, but it worked out the yep. right way. And then, so now they have to get one more first down. Seattle's, they're going to run the ball three times, which is fine. You may pick up the first down. The play calls necessarily weren't the best. I think they could have used Watson a little bit to run the ball there, yep. but, but whatever. So it gets to fourth down. It's fourth and two. You still need the first down. Um, you have the absolute best player you could have in that situation, Deshaun Watson, to try and pick that up. You you run a play-action pass or a, a little rollout, give him the option to run or to throw on fourth down because it doesn't matter at that point. If you don't get it, you don't get it. They were up four, so it's not like a yep. field goal does anything to him. Seattle was going to have to get a touchdown no matter where they get the ball. But you take the ball out of Watson's hand. You basically give yourself one chance to win instead of two because if... If they pick up the first down, it's over. But at least you're you're keeping the ball and you're giving your guy, Deshaun Watson, a chance to win there. And it's oh, Bill O'Brien. It's, it's cost him two wins now.
0: It has cost them two wins. That's the best team in that division. They might not win that division. We'll see what Jacksonville can do. But I agree with you. I love watching Watson. I like that team. I really like him a lot. I mean, Clowney's playing great. If Watt was healthy, that would really be a good defense. But, you know, obviously it's not a good defense right now. Let's talk about that. Russell had 47.6 points in the NFFC, Watson at 44.8, unbelievable, Hopkins at 36.4, as you know in the FSTA League, Tom and I have Watson and Hopkins, we also have Juju Ted Schuster too, so we're looking good in that one, we got the most points, but let's talk about Watson for a second, because it's crazy. He wasn't even drafted much in the NFFC. I, I looked this up today. He was drafted in only 8 of 44 NFS or primetime leagues. That's 19%. He was drafted in 12 out of 19 classic leagues. That's 37%. Now, again, Tom Savage was a starting quarterback. No reason to draft a backup in 12-team leagues, even in 14-team leagues, right? There's enough right. starting quarterbacks out there, but... We weren't smart enough to pick him up. That's the problem in all of ours. Tom and I picked him up in the fourth week, and that's a 14-team industry league. Okay. In the NFFC, he was picked up in five classic leagues after week two. Now, remember, he's a starter in week two. We know he's a starter. Still, people didn't want to pick him up. Only two primetime leagues was he picked up. Now he's just gone off. He was still available, Derek, in six primetime leagues in week five in week five. So again, people just weren't sold on him, but over his last four weeks, he's averaged 42.3 Ooh. points per game in the NFFC. He's got 16 passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and in his last six starts, or in his six starts, he's averaging 36 points a game.
1: That Amazing, is, huh? That's just fantastic. Think about what, how you started this off with saying that Deshaun Tom Savage was actually yep. picked to be the starter in front of Deshaun Watson as little as two months ago. Whenever the first game was, and then yep. I, in, you say people were slow to come around, but when Watson went in, uh, you know, in the second half of game one, he didn't look all that good. I mean, he made some plays right. with his legs, obviously, right? Like like, like we right. knew he was going to do, but he, you know, it took him, you know, a couple games to, to really get it into high gear. But wow, what a weapon! And now he's he's matchup proof. I mean, there's not there's not a tougher place to go play right than Seattle yep. uh, on the road at twelve man there in a game you know a primetime game well it's not primetime but late afternoon game like that and he it's just there's no you can't start anybody over him at this point in it, it I, I mean tom brady is not a start over to sean watson at this point you literally cannot put this guy on your bench i mean it uh again, russell wilson probably the number two quarterback right now you got all the w's you got wentz wilson and, and watson and you i mean yep. wow yep
0: Yep, I was talking about that with Chris uh, List this morning on SiriusXM. That's exactly what he said, was Watson's the number one quarterback, Wilson's number two, Wentz is three, maybe Brady, he said, but I said, I think Wentz is. I mean, the thing is, Wentz has more rushing yards yeah. than Russell Wilson. Yep. You know, he gets enough rushing yards to keep it going. He's got 19 touchdown passes, which is tops in the league, so I think Wentz has got to be right up there, but right now I think Deshaun Watson has to be, the starter no doubt about it so like you said not a great uh early afternoon games I mean LaShawn McCoy led all running backs with 29.3 points he looked really good had a lot of uh catches I think he had eight receptions actually and 151 yards rushing so really really good game for him so a lot of good stuff Jack Doyle led all tight ends with (laughs) 30.1 Jack Doyle drops more passes than anybody but somehow he got 30.1 what do you think yeah, I mean, he, uh,
1: Brissett just... <laughs> feeds him nonstop there so i mean i don't know how many targets he had yesterday it had to be close to 20 by the time he was all done i mean he had 12 catches so i mean that's just one of those situations where uh without andrew luck there the ball's just not being spread around that much it's hard to start ty hilton co- you know confidently yeah. at this point so it's yeah. i mean it's jack doyle there and you really you can't even start any running back so he's just getting he's getting peppered that's i mean he's a nice he's a nice play moving forward and he and when luck if luck comes back and i'm not so sure that happens this yeah. year at this point but uh Moving forward with Jack Doyle, he's going to be a nice... Uh, he, he's definitely a top you know, six or eight tight end uh, as we start next year.
0: Yeah, just imagine if he could catch all the passes he's throwing. That'd be really good. Let's talk about Smith-Schuster. Come on, let's talk Juju. about it. Last night, a lot of people were watching baseball. I was watching football last night. That was an interesting game to see the Lions go up and down. What, they have 458 yards or something like that. If they did that to Pittsburgh... I, I, I can't even imagine what they're gonna to do to my Packers next Monday night, uh, at Lambeau. I have a feeling they're gonna go up and down that field like crazy. And but then uh, and
1: then make stupid play calls and kick field goals all night again?
0: That's all we can hope for, that's Jesus. for sure. You know he went for it on fourth down from the one yard line and give it to Pittsburgh, they really tackled well near the goal line, but uh, then the next time they got the same situation. He kicks it from the two yard right, line. Down, so eight. Put my, down, down eight too, definitely.
1: <laughs> Yep.
0: I mean, you got to go for it there. I mean, you just have to.
1: Jim Caldwell. Uh, every time they show Jim Caldwell, it, it just looks like he's not even realizing yeah. he's at a football game. It's like he's thinking of something else. I mean that that guy, Jesus, oh my God. And and my bold prediction, right, was Matty Stafford with the four TDs. Now he carved up Pittsburgh. I mean, that's what I he, thought he was going to do. He absolutely carved them up. They just every he had, you know, a Fells drop an easy touchdown uh, in the first half. But I mean, he he went up and down the field on him just like I thought he was good. They just couldn't they couldn't you know get it in the end zone and just some of those calls are awful watching uh washington just slam
0: it up in there four or five times come on yeah all right that was your bold prediction that, that was my bold prediction for the week all right tom's bold prediction was kelvin benjamin maybe he meant travis benjamin i'm not quite sure but he did catch one touchdown yeah. my bold prediction i had the three pack i had dalton he came through AJ Green didn't have enough catches and Joe Mixon had the 67-yarder that somebody caught him from behind that guy was yeah. quick
1: I know I thought yeah. he was, had explosive breakaway speed I, I don't think he knew that guy was he, he, I think he knew the two guys the I think he knew two of the three guys were there and the guy that attacked him I don't think he realized he was there
0: well, he made the juke and went left yeah. and then went right, so he he went a long ways. I think he ran out of steam there, Might but have been. if he had gotten in the end zone there, then my prediction would have been right. But, uh, you know, they played like crap. I mean, the Colts really dominated that game. They should have won that game, but uh, uh, whatever. Danny Dalton did enough to make me happy, but uh, that was about it. All right, let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's see. Last one, Smith Schuster. He's for real, right? Yeah. I mean, right now, Big Ben likes him. Uh, Martavis is either going to be number four or not at all. Uh, I don't know why Hayward Bay would play ahead of him, but uh, so let's just talk about Smith Schuster. You got to play him going forward, right?
1: Yeah, I think there's. I mean, he's basically taking the role that we thought Martavis Bryant was going to have, and Bryant was going in the fourth and fifth rounds in some of our in the third in a few of them actually to start the year. So, yeah, I mean, he looks he looks good. He's uh he was a was he a first round pick? first. the first, yes, he was I the first or, so. Yeah, I think he was a first round pick. So I mean, obviously they they believed in him. So uh, Roethlisberger again, somewhat time shaky on the road, but uh, there's enough there's enough balls there to go around. I mean, obviously you got Le'Veon Bell, who's money in the bank, and Antonio Brown's always going to be there. But the, there's the third guy that we thought was probably going to be Martavis Bryant, and I don't. I still think he might get traded by tomorrow. There's some. It's 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 you know uh tomlin's come out and said oh, we're not trading him but yeah at this point you could get something for him because he is talented i just don't get the mindset of what's yeah. going on something's something's behind the scenes that we don't know
0: something's behind the scenes and they might as well get rid of him they got enough wide receivers there yeah. they don't need him right now so get do, something in return
1: Yeah, do and, us all a favor give, a, give us yeah. our give <laughs> us our receiver back i don't care yeah, if he absolutely. send him to cleveland for all i care i don't care
0: Absolutely. Tomorrow we'll talk some more about the wide receivers, but the top five was crazy. Hopkins, then you had Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller with 29.5. How about Paul Richardson with 28.5? And and then Robbie Anderson with 22.5. So we'll talk about some of those guys that we're not expecting stepping up this week, week eight in the NFL. All right, let's talk about the Monday night game real quickly. We've got Denver at Kansas City. Lots of implications for fantasy owners as well. This point spread is... Over-under is 44, so we should see some scoring tonight in 7.5 for Kansas City. Are you expecting Denver to play any better offensively on the road?
1: Well, they can't play worse, right? I mean, they got shut out last last week. Oh, they got shut out by the Chargers last week. So, uh, again, Kansas City's defense is not as good as I think a lot of us thought it was going to be uh, at this point in the season. So, I think Denver... Denver should be able to mount some type of offense at this point. Again, it can't be worse than last week. You got it. You got I mean, if you own Demarius Thomas, you're starting him. You're starting C.J. Anderson. Um, Hopefully you're not starting Trevor Simeon, but (laughs) um, I think Kansas City, I think this is going to be a normal Kansas City game. And Denver's defense, we know how good that is, but I still think Kansas City will move the ball enough between Hunt and Kelsey and Hill and Robinson to probably eke out 23 to 24 points there. And I think Denver probably scores... 17 or 20 so that'll be my prediction 24 20 KC all
0: right that's a good prediction my prediction Jamal Charles finds the end zone is that Kansas City Denver's gonna give him the ball get him in the end zone there it's gonna be in a losing cause Kansas City's gonna win at home but I see Jamal Charles doing a little something tonight how's that I like
1: it revenge game
0: Revenge game, there you go. All right, sounds good. All right, let's talk uh one last thing, the Zach Miller injury. That was gruesome. From a guy who's had a knee injury before I felt bad for him, but this morning, I mean he was trying to save his leg. It sounds like it's positive, but uh we'll talk about that uh secondly, how could the NFL overturn that touchdown? I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm serious. I'm tired of them overturning these on technicalities. That was a catch. Yeah. Give the guy his due. He took the ball, he held on to it, then he let go after he was in pain, but he already secured the ball, went to the ground. Give me a break, NFL. We don't want you taking away touchdowns. We also had the Travis Benjamin touchdown was taken back. That was not a pick play, not at all. Antonio Brown touchdown was taken back. He did shove off a little bit, but I'm tired of it. And the, uh, at least give Zach Miller that touchdown. That was ridiculous. They're they're
1: hurting their product with these stupid rules. that you know. I mean, nope. it... If you've watched football your entire like life, like we have, we know what a touchdown is. That's a touchdown. It's six points. Give them the six points there. NFL is just god dang. They, they obviously they print money and they're the big, you know, they're the big league. But they they keep doing stuff to hurt their product. They did a great thing this year by letting the celebrations back in. Right. Everybody's having a good time with that. That's awesome. And then they they just they just find ways to just ah just yeah figure this out in the off season so we get our touchdowns back.
0: Absolutely. And the thing is, it was ruled a touchdown on the field. On the field. That's the thing. It right. was a, r- a touchdown. How did they overturn it? We don't want to watch overturned touchdowns when it looks like a touchdown. No. So stop that already. And you talked about they're printing money. Absolutely. But the TV ratings are down. They are down. I don't want to see They are down. Last night, baseball beat them on the Sunday night game. That shouldn't happen. Now they beat them. They beat them by millions of people watching it. Now it was a good baseball game, no doubt about it, thirteen to twelve. But that should not happen. Sunday night football is a good enough product. Got Pittsburgh Steelers. That should have been a bigger game. Okay, so let's talk about baseball. Today, we put the NFBC dates, our draft dates, in all three cities and online. Nice. So the guys are talking about it. So that's right. We're talking about testing out the draft room tomorrow. Uh, you and me and Tom are going to jump in there and test it out. Uh, we're proofing the final link. So we are getting close to getting baseball live here and getting registration going. Better yet, we're close to getting uh Drafts going. That's right. That's what the ding's for. It's the drafts are going to be going here. So there we go. So talk about the baseball game last night. The thirteen twelve. I didn't stay up to the end. I'm sorry. It was like twelve fifteen when it got done. But what a hell of a game, huh? Oh mean, I went to my uh,
1: local Green Mill uh, last night so I could watch them both. And uh, my favorite uh, bartender was working. So nice. had them up right on the you know the two big screens. And she let me toggle the volume on which one ever I wanted at what time. So I was kind of <laughs> you know if we go to commercial on football, I'd turn the baseball back on. So I actually. Stayed and watch the whole thing it was phenomenal um that's actually one prediction i did get right i forgot about that i uh my pr- original projection was okay. astros in six and i said they'd win two games this weekend on on the friday show so that worked out in my favor uh just just great back and forth you you and i mentioned that these there's something with these playoff baseballs they're even worse than the regular season ones. that one <laughs> yeah. altuve hit the guy's like five four he, that thing went like 600 feet out there.
0: It was 408 straightaway center field and still <laughs> rising, hitting the train up there. I mean, it was insane. I mean, the pitchers are saying they can't throw the sliders with these. They're too soft and st- or too shiny or whatever the hell. But I agree. These babies are souped up even more than the regular season baseball. So say what you want, baseball, uh, Major League Baseball. But these baseballs are juiced. I think yeah, so. They're... Although... Producing oh, right?
1: a good product right yeah like you mentioned the ratings are higher than the football game I think part of that has to do with the Dodgers being in there obviously a, a national yeah. draw but uh wow what a fantastic series and now they play on Halloween night so I'm sure they'll serve up something kooky and spooky on th- tomorrow night in game six but uh I think the Astros got a good shot to win tomorrow I mean they got Verlander on the hill he's been basically unhittable in the postseason and uh you know Rich Hill's for the Dodgers and he only lasts about five innings so if if uh, Verlander can Go most of the way, and they find a way to uh, the, the Houston bullpen has been pretty awful, yep. obviously. Yep. But if uh, you know, if Verlander can take them seven or eight, uh, I think the Astros get the job done tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, both bullpens are spent, so it's yep. on the starters here, and Verlander's got the advantage. I'll say one thing. Houston wins it in six, or Dodgers win it in seven. I think if Houston loses tomorrow with Verlander going out, it's going to be very tough to win game seven in Los Angeles. So I think it's a big game tomorrow. I hope it goes seven. I'm going to be in Phoenix on Wednesday for the Arizona Fall League Symposium run by Baseball HQ and USA Today. Really looking forward to that. So I hope it's a game seven. I'll be there with a bunch of the guys in the industry. Should be a lot of fun. Speaking of the AFL, Like I said, looking forward to going out there. Last year, the star of the Futures game, all-star game, was Cody Bellinger. He had two home runs in that game. Here we are watching him hit a home run in the World Series. It's pretty cool. Last year, it was Franklin Barreto was out there, Glaber Torres. uh, Let's see, Michael Kopek was there. Brent Honeywell was there. Bradley Zimmer was there. So some guys that are going to be real common names here in Major League Baseball soon. This year we got Ronald Okuna. I'm really looking forward to seeing this guy. I think he's like 19, 20 years old. Braves outfielder is going to start probably in right field next year. So looking forward to seeing him. You said some twins are there as well, right? Uh,
1: Well, there's guys from every team. I don't actually know which twin guys are there. My favorite guy there is the... uh, the future indians catcher francisco mejia that guy flat out rakes reminds me of almost like a victor martinez coming up so enjoy watching him he's a switch hitter he 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 had that uh hit streak in the minors that was like 50 some games uh last okay. year so that guy can yeah. swing the bat so that, that's my favorite guy down there at this point as you mentioned Acuna Acuna's is the big star but uh yeah a lot of guys that you haven't i mean you've seen their names the justice sheffields type like that they i mean it just goes to show you see him this year and they could be up you know, producing in the World Series next year. I mean, Cody Bellinger all year long, obviously. But, yeah, nice what you, nice too As you get out of here when it's uh, – I'm looking at my window right now. It's snowy, windy, rainy, and you're going down to Phoenix not fair
0: that's exactly what it is here it's snowing right now i just took my wife out for lunch and it came back it was just snowing on the road. Right. i was like get out of here it's not even halloween yet but i guess we're at that time of year in the midwest here so all right well hopefully tommy will get back from uh, madison halloween in madison and we'll drive through the snow and join us for the podcast tomorrow we'll do it again tomorrow talk about uh week nine going forward before i get out of here and go to phoenix all right have a great day everybody thanks a lot